0: Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show,
1: the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. Good morning to you. It is a Wednesday, the 13th day of May. Happy Wednesday to you, sunshiny day. It's going to be in the low 80s today. Perfect day to get out and have some fun. Uh, I've got Terry Hutchinson in the studio with me. We're, what, about six and a half, seven feet away, so we're socially distanced over here, right, Terry? That's right absolutely or just just in case and we That's have right. a, we have the clorox and the lysol and all the hand sanitizer all those i, things, I sprayed
0: so. myself with lysol when i came in the studio
1: <laughs> a, little, a little breath freshener <laughs> yes. well no
0: there are some areas of the studio that you need lysol you should bathe in it
1: it's true it's, it's true. been that
0: way for the 25 years i've been here
1: especially if you go in the country station you can, yeah i was you gonna say extra <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> we also have steve steve dunham joining us on the phone line steve you there Yes, I'm here. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Great uh, great of you and to it's just, us.
0: Sometimes it's the other way around. Steve's yeah, here, and it's I'm true. here. Yeah,
1: it's, it, you guys are confusing me, but uh, yeah, I, it's, it's great to have both <laughs> you of bet. you along. You had a big meeting yesterday, uh, and I, when I say big, I'm talking about length more than anything. That thing went on and on and on, Terry.
0: Well, we, we actually cut it two hours because
1: normally we start at noon.
0: And instead, okay. we started our work meeting at 2. The public meeting starts at 4.30, and then we got done a little after 7.00.
1: So that's five plus hours. You guys were sitting in that room. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Mm-hmm. Whew. We were all socially distanced. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Uh, what? What was the the main gist of the meeting? Obviously, coronavirus. Everybody wants to talk about that. Was that the main gist of the meeting? You were talking about precautions with that, or, or were there other things that were? Back? Um.
0: Well, we we that that took up the first part we we usually start our work sessions by going into what we call closed sessions Mm -hmm. and so closed sessions are a statutory thing that we can do when we're talking about litigation issues when we're talking about personnel issues particularly when we talk about the names of people or their performance uh, when we talk about uh, negotiations or uh, whether it's about property or whether it's uh, with staff or anything else just just certain items and so we we will go into closed session, and sometimes those are fairly short and sometimes they're longer. Um, this one was a little bit longer uh, we we you know talk about property and personnel for various mm-hmm. things and then uh and then we come out and and the longest portion of our work session yesterday was about school closures updates so uh the superintendent and the other administrators give us an update on what's happening what we can expect how we're doing what we're doing to prepare for next year i mean some of my neighbors over over uh i ran into some of the ladies who are my neighbors this morning and they were asking me hey are we going back to school Mm -hmm. and right now in the in the fall i mean they know we can't go now which is frustrating to a lot of people but uh but you know what are we going to be doing in the fall and I, I think we all realize that's kind of out of our control, right? Because the public health officials up north are really the ones who determine. I mean, allegedly they listen to Doctor Blodgett, but frankly, I uh,
2: they don't, they let's don't. just they, say they don't my to
0: yeah. my confidence in their listening is probably low. lower than some people. I, I'm a bit more of a realist when it comes to human nature, and they like doing whatever they're doing, and. If they can't go to school, they don't want us to go to school. If they can't do sports, they don't want us to do sports. That's not cool, you know, man. I mean, and, and so we talked about a lot of that. But I think we'll be having some form of school. I'm hoping it's, it's a regular form uh, or maybe even some mixture. I mean, one of the things that I talked about in our last meeting was that when we come out of this, let's take some of the best of what we did experience and learn from this being online and see how much we can apply it to additional mm-hmm. learning for the students. Um, we talked about uh, the graduation update and got reports. Uh, I've had a couple of people come and say, "Gosh, I wish we could do this every year." Primarily because you know you don't have to sit through the interminable,
2: the very long, the very long time.
0: And, and yeah. they, a lot of people have said, "Yeah, with we, we got individual time with our student. We got." We got to take their picture we got down and got a better angle for the picture i mean it was just a way more personable experience uh we went in monday and recorded uh, I, I think all of us but but one and the other one did it yesterday we recorded uh acceptances i i accept mill creek and i accept desert hills so gave okay. a little speech there it was a little longer than last year's last year's i did both mill creek and desert hills or i think it was yeah it was desert hills and uh, the total of both speeches was under two minutes. Hmm. And for me as an attorney to speak under two minutes. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a miracle, yes. <laughs> I, I, I know the people are not there to see me. So uh, yeah, it was just great and, and it was good. And I, I think so what, what's going to happen is, is that uh, these are going to be broadcast on CEC TV as well as online, probably on YouTube. And they're going to release those at the time that the graduations were originally scheduled. Hmm. So uh, Monday, we'll have the Utah Online at 1 o'clock. That'll be May 18th. So this coming Monday, okay. Utah Online graduation will start at 1. Uh, Tuesday, we have Water Canyon at 1, Mill Creek at 4, and Enterprise at 7. And then, um, and I, I
3: believe, Steve, they can get these on the website too, correct? Uh, Well, it's going to be broadcast initially through CEC TV and their YouTube channel, so we'll provide the links to all the parents, and that will be the permanent hosting site. We'll provide a downloadable link as well for parents if they would like to have a copy that they maintain for themselves as well. Right,
0: right. but that information will be on our district website, correct, as long as the graduation schedule?
3: The list of the the graduation schedule is currently already on the district website, so yes, it's already there.
0: Yeah, so uh, Wednesday, which is May 20th, 1 o'clock will be Crimson Cliffs, 4 o'clock will be Pineview, and 7 will be Dixie. And then Thursday, 1 o'clock will be Hurricane, 4 o'clock will be Desert Hills, and 7 will be Snow Canyon. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of next week is when they'll start coming out. And uh, uh, we've heard some really good things about about what they're putting together. I haven't seen them all. That's a, I, I can tell you that my performance was stellar. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Uh, let's talk a
1: little bit about uh, graduation. Having a face for radio, not television, yeah, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, my my daughter, as you both know, I have a senior, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the 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 experience that you get. Someone my age, I'm in my fifties. Uh, tells me that, in the long run, as we look you know down the road ten, fifteen, twenty years from now she 's going to look at this you know virtual graduation and everything, and it 's going to be like you know that was pretty cool, yeah, uh, but right now she 's feeling uh, the feelings that you get when you feel like you 've kind of been robbed of of something, uh, mm-hmm. a big life moment like graduation. Uh, you know, and I want to say this right up front. I really appreciate all the people that have put the effort forth to make it special for the seniors, yeah. but there's still that feeling. And I don't know, I don't know that there's anything we can do about that. Is there guys?
0: Really isn't. Uh, it's all in how you approach it. And, uh, you know, we, we've had a lot of people come together to try and make this as, as special as they can considering the circumstances but one one of the comments i made in in my reception speeches is you know uh people were going to celebrate in the traditional way they were going to have parties they were going to have maybe trips they were going to at least get together with their family and mm-hmm. have celebrations they'd be able to be with their friends and now we're all a little on uncertain ground but uh you know
3: Andy can i can i ask you a question forward. sure how did you feel as you went with your daughter to her virtual graduation recording?
1: How did I feel? Um, I, I, You know, first of all, I felt a ter- tremendous gratitude for all the people that were there, were teachers and aides and people that involved with it. This was Pineview High School, people involved uh-huh. that were putting really putting forth a lot of effort. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm sitting there going, well, graduation was such a cool deal for when I graduated, and she's not going to get all that. And and I have a daughter, and she was emotional, so you can mm-hmm. you can understand. I was feeling that. Oh, as definitely. Well. Anytime a, a guy sees a woman crying, then you you go, in, go into that panic mode because we're guys.
3: No, I understand, and and that's one of the things. Like you say, it, it's the social aspect of getting together with your friends afterwards, mm-hmm. and, or with your family, or with your classmates. And having that party, that's the the one element we can't provide right now, but boy, we have sure tried to create an atmosphere of of love and caring for these students, uh, appreciation for their accomplishments of what they've gone through and And I can tell you that there in in the virtual graduation broadcast, there will be a couple of surprises. Oh, good. We have a, a couple of performances that we have recorded with social distancing to bring together in a unique way some of the things that are typically in a graduation ceremony. And so hopefully, hopefully, um, you know, we set the bar very high for how a virtual graduation should take place, and you know, for, for everybody else in the state. I I think everybody has been looking to us. I know a lot of other school districts have been trying to pattern theirs after what we've already established yeah. because we had to start early because our graduations were the first our, our in the state. Our graduations
0: are first, that's right.
3: Yeah, and so because we've had to start early, we've had to brainstorm, we've had to figure out how to skin this cat and, and make it happen and make sure the kids feel loved and appreciated and cared about.
1: I, I will say this. I, I did feel that definitely from, from the whole virtual thing. And, and by the way, good. let's give some credit to Marcus Farnsworth and the, and the folks at CEC TV. Yeah. Uh, they were it, doing, yeah, It's been huge. They were doing literally hundreds of little, what, 15, 20-second clips of these kids walking across the stage and stuff. I know for a fact, I, I'm a video editor somewhat too. That's a big job. That's a lot of hard work involved there.
3: Uh, that is huge and, and if if I could I would actually like to give a shout out to one other organization Dixie Power has stepped up tremendously they have allowed us to utilize their videographer and who is helping us also with a lot of these special projects um, and it is a tremendous amount of time and they uh, said whatever you need you got it don't worry about a uh, don't worry about it we'll take care of what we can and and we'll settle up later but they have been so accommodating just pulling together to make this good for these students, because everybody knows that, you know, we want to make it as as positive and and memorable as we can, considering it's not a traditional ceremony. Yeah. This,
1: uh, yeah. Go ahead, Terry. No, that that's that's
0: exactly right. So, you know, it, it's been good, and and uh, the end product, you know, we we've got a lot of people that have been working hard on it, and as as and, and the community has come together. I mean, you drive around, you see the signs for the seniors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's got one of my. I, I hope yep. that's going to become a tradition because that's, you know, that that gets to stay there for a while, and then all the neighbors can acknowledge that this and. It, it's just a good way for some additional recognition for the students and what they've been able to do.
1: And what you said, Terry, you know, or earlier is uh, hopefully we can take the best out of what's come out, out of this COVID-19. And that includes graduation and maybe implement some of those things into when things are a little bit more normal. But we can implement some of these things that we've learned along the way.
0: I like that. Yeah, I, I think that the cost of the individual television uh, appearances and stuff that, you know, that would be probably more substantial than what we normally would spend on a graduation mm-hmm. because a lot of it's been donated by the community so this is this is once again it's to the CEC credit and and Dixie Power in particular and and some of the other donations we've had from the community to try and make this extra special is is you know it, it's where the community's trying to come together to to do what to benefit they can the to, to you know benefit the students exactly
1: Yesterday, I was I was uh, watching some of your public hearing, and I didn't stay for the whole two hours. But I was noticing there's still people angry about the loss of spring sports. Uh, and the, the one, <laughs> one thing, that I, wait till wait till they get
0: angry in the fall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, one one of the things that I, well, let's talk about that in a minute. But one of the things that I I think probably is worth pointing out is it was completely out of you guys' hands. You had you had no control on whether or not there was going to be baseball, softball,
0: track, et cetera. Well, there's yeah, there's two elements to it. One of them is the USHAA, so that is the state body that governs right. sports. And then we have the governor and the public health department. And so even if we go to yellow, um, we can't do statewide sports at least right now until everybody's at yellow.
1: All 29 and, counties. And who knows
0: yeah. when those guys up north will have their act together and get to yellow. Um, and 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 it, it you know we, we almost went to yellow this week, but. Apparently, we had a few too many new cases over the weekend. They tell us yeah. some of them were from people who were outside, who, who came in as travelers. Um, so we'll see. Maybe it's a week-to-week thing. But that, that's, that's going to be a challenge. And then you have, you have the USHA saying, well, okay, we're not sure we want to do sports because if you can do sports like track or golf or tennis, um, but you're not doing football and basketball – that's just going to put more pressure to, for people yeah. to do the other sports th- that may not be allowed, and you know. So once again, that's going to be a battle, and and then with USHAA, if you even have one or two extra days when you can practice and they can't, that's going to be an issue for them. So it's it's going to be that that's going to be the knot I think that's going to be the most difficult about bringing back because of all the varied interests and. That desire for, uh, let's say, a level playing field where, you know, if your football team can practice two weeks longer than the other one, that's not fair. That's going to cause some problems.
1: Well, you're kind of teasing around the subject, but let's go ahead and broach the subject. Fall school, fall sports, are they happening? Are you guys moving forward as if the fall things will be normal?
3: Yes. Yes. I am. Yes. How about you, Steve? <laughs> yes. yes. We're, we're anticipating it will be normal, but we're trying to prepare for contingencies that may arise. Yes. Knowing that we have this that, that could very likely come back, we are trying to plan now so that we're not caught off guard, so we don't have some of the hiccups we had getting this started, but we can flow right into it.
1: So is it better to plan that it's going to happen and then make a contingency in case there are problems? Or is it better to do like California is doing right now? They're canceling everything in the fall right now, which is, is shocking. It's May. They're canceling September yeah. stuff. And then their thinking is, well, if, it, if it's okay, then we will go on with things. But right now they're canceling.
0: Well, you, you have to answer to the politicians at some level. Mm-hmm. And uh, they claim to be answering to the public health officials. And at all levels, that's that dynamic is is a challenge. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're we're preparing to go forward now. Are we going to have to do social distancing when we have school in session? What is that going to mean? What is that going right. to look like?
1: You've um, ever been in a crowded hallway in a high school during you know between classes? You know, there's not a whole lot of social distancing yeah, going on.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I but but really, the the other thing that was pointed out is you can't get the economy going if the schools are out. I mean, you know that—that's just the bottom line in yeah. in our society today. So, that's, uh, well, that's a great point. What to, level are we going to have? How important are
1: the schools? Well, you
0: know? it's vital. I yeah. mean, in in New York, you you even see the editorials in New York. You know, how can you open up the economy if parents have to be juggling what what's happening with their kids because there's no school?
1: Yeah, who's going to watch the kids? Yeah,
0: mm. I mean, it's it, you know, so every state is going to be a little different. Um but, but like I said, we're going to have our orange or yellow or hopefully green designations uh, in the various counties, and then eventually and hopefully they will relinquish the control, the tight control at the state level and let the counties go. But the sports is going to be a completely different thing. Once again, I can't see the USHAA permitting us to have football practices for a month before they can if at mm-hmm. all so and then they're going to say well if we can't play football you can't play football i, I mean i don't know what that's going to look like that may change but you know knowing the dynamic of of that group and the history of that group it's hard for me to say that that they're going to they're going to just relinquish it on a on a district-by-district basis.
1: Well, now the Pac-12 is talking about, in college football, talking about just playing each other, not having any non-conference games. Maybe that's something we we consider down here well, is just having a Region 9 games. And,
0: and, yeah, but you, you have to get the USHA to go along with that, and maybe True. they will. Maybe they'll look at it and say, hey, we're not going to be able to do that here, but you can go down there. Are we going to have transfer students down here if that's the case? Oh, I mean, that, you know, it's a whole they, they, there's of all kinds of these things that, that we have to we have to look at. And I'll tell you, our, our administration has been really hopping to try and stay on top of all this stuff. I mean, uh, here, here's another one that, that people often don't think of, transportation. Hmm. I mean, how do you socially distance on the school buses when you transport twelve to 13,000 students a day to and from school? Which we do. You, you can't. You can't give them their own seat. Do the only do, way you can do, do, do it is do give them their own seat. Do two runs?
1: So then you'd have to have twice as many buses or something.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. So so that's that's going to be a challenge. And we,
3: and we already have a shortage of drivers. That's oh, a, one of our biggest challenges: is getting sufficient drivers. So to, to consider social distancing on a school bus may become one of our single largest challenges.
1: why that, that seems like a nightmare. Is what it seems like, guys.
0: Well, what, you know one of the things that that we have found though, is that the remote teaching has gone pretty well, considering. I mean, obviously, the teachers started on short notice. A lot of them said, "I know we've we've had training on this, but you know obviously it's been a baptism by fire for a lot of people. Um, but I think we're going to go forward and be able to do that, but there may be more online instruction going forward. Um, it, it'll be just interesting to see how the, all that works. Um, providing school lunches, you know, we've done. We they, they gave us a number that we've done so far, two hundred eighty-seven thousand two hundred eighty-five lunches. Wow, that was and that's been gra- going Grab and well. go lunches, yeah. they we're Calling mm-hmm. them right, yeah, and they're still doing it. Yeah, so through May twenty-first, yeah, uh-huh. So um, we do that. We we've kept our employees working who, who we could, and uh, you know, so we're we're working through all that. And it'll just be really interesting to see what they allow us to do and what they don't. And as much, believe me, as much as we can do, we're going to do. I, I, I can speak for the entire board that we are anxious to to get back. And we know that, yes, uh, supplementing with online training is good. And every parent, of course, has the right to homeschool their kids or to do whatever they feel is best for their kids. But obviously, it's been a, I think it's a proven factor that. Teaching in person transmits knowledge and learning in the best way for students. Still. Overall. Still e- even after you all, just all these can't, years. That... You, you just can't. I mean, anybody who thinks you can do total online instruction, um, you know, that, that may work in a rare case for a student, but generally not. Some kind of a blend m- might be the best solution, and we were working towards that already when, we, were, when we, we have our high schools who have more and more online opportunities for students, and and that was an area that was growing, and I would expect that will grow quicker now.
1: All right, we've got to get a break in. and We're with Steve Dunham and Terry Hutchinson from the Washington County Schools. Uh, we'll take a weather break. When we come back, we'll ask them about uh, how in the world we're going to, it's not their job, but how in the world are we going to entertain our kids through a summer when they've already had a month or two off <laughs> at home. So, all right, guys, hang in there. We'll be right back, okay? Eh? welcome back it's 933 Andy Griffin with you I've got Terry in studio with me hi Terry hey and on the phone line we've got Steve Dunham you're with us Steve good morning everybody thank you for joining uh joining me today on the program we have had some callers call now we've had some issues with our hold function right now here at KDXU they are feverishly working on that but uh, if Let's you give would it a call, try yeah, if you would call, please call back. Uh, you, uh, We're not going to put you on hold, but if, I'll, I'll keep an eye on the phones and monitor them. And if you call, I'll pick it up as soon as we are able to get to it. Uh, I joked around a little bit as we went to break, but it's, it's, it's a serious issue for me personally because I have a couple of kids, uh, uh, school kids at home. They've been home now. How long has it been? Six weeks at uh, school? Well, been-
0: middle of March. So. Yeah, two months. Almost two
1: months. Two months uh, yeah. It's felt like summer because, number one, it's been hot outside. Number two, the kids are home all day. Uh, mm-hmm. But now we've got the real summer coming up after, uh, um, I think, May 21st was supposed to be the last day of school, right, technically? Yeah. Uh, what yeah. in the world are we going to do with these kids, and, and how much should we be concerned about, I think the word is recidivism? Well, where they, retention, they lose retention. Retention. We talked
0: about that yesterday at our meeting. Uh, we, you know, and typically at the end of the summer uh, – especially the younger students kind of forget what, yeah, there's a lot, what yeah. they had, some of what they had anyway. And uh, they are not expecting it to be too different, um, maybe a little bit. But they, they, a year ago they changed some of the testing to, become, to, to do that right at the first of the school year. And so when our, when our students come back in the fall, however that looks like, they're going to be tested, and we expect that while there will be some retention issues, it, it may not be as serious as what you might expect, because it's not like this last two months they've just totally gone on summer break, right? Right. So, okay. And they, I mean, they, they've been getting some basic and essential training online. And and some of that, for some students, that will they'll retain that better than what they might have gotten in the classroom.
1: Good point. Let me ask Steve this. Steve, do you have a way of measuring how many kids were actually using online schooling? Were, were some of them just blowing it off? Or I know with my younger daughter, she did some of it, but not all of it.
3: You know, they, they actually do. The teachers can tell when the students are logging in. And they've been generating reports at the schools of students that have not logged in at all. They have uh, then gone to a process of making calls and contacting the students to see hmm. if uh, they can provide paper packets for them to work on or an, an alternate, an alternative source. So they're so they not just ignoring them.
1: them if they don't. if, no. they, if they're not participating, no. they're not just saying, "Oh, well,
3: we'll let them slide." Definitely not. We are yeah. providing multiple resources. In, from all of our schools some areas are doing this more than others because uh of connectivity issues but um you know i, I talked recently on the news about how water canyon i think about 54 percent of our students do not have an internet connection in their home up there and so they are they've, they've fine-tuned a process where every monday they get a new packet from each of their classes hmm. and they drop off their old ones from the previous week and so it's working well and and uh so, yeah, we, we've been trying to make that happen and connect. And, and even then, we still know who the students are who haven't done packets and who haven't logged in at all, and, and we know that they've just kind of pulled back from it.
1: Okay, I wanted and, to ask and you guys.
0: We, we try and work with them and with the parents, uh, you know, in, in line with what we're permitted to do or not to.
1: I have a question, but, you know, what? we have callers on the line, so let's go to the callers first, and then we'll get to my question in a minute. Caller, you're on with Annie, with Terry and Steve. What's up?
2: Hey, you guys are great. Um, you answered my question about uh, testing the students, find out where they were at when they come back, so you know how much learning they need to do.
0: Yeah,
4: perfect. We're, we're also and, uh, talking
0: about about having our teachers have a few extra preparation days, and we may uh, right? do something with our budget, which, which uh, you know, every every three days of that costs about a million dollars in terms of additional salaries. Yeah. But I know that's something I certainly intend to push for because. Um, the more training that we can get, the the better the teachers are going to be able to jump right on the issues when the students come back. That's number one. Number two, we'll probably we, we talked about the option. We haven't really decided yet about not having early out days as much, but maybe having later oh, okay. starts on Monday mornings uh, for the teachers to to get going on the week. A and, later and, start, uh, mm. a, a later start just on just on Mondays. I think. Um, And and that it would enable the the teachers to just get a little more organized and the staff and everybody and then welcome the students back for the week and then not have so many early outs, if any. I mean, I I certainly hope that after this experience, we're taking advantage of every day that we can to to have the students do more learning because I, I do think there has been some loss as a result of some of these closures.
2: I'm trying to encourage my son to get his daughter on the uh, K 12 online so they can supplement at home.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good idea. Definitely. She wants
2: to do, you know, my daughter could have done that. Uh, she's graduated several years now, but, uh, you know, when she went to Dixie, she only had one semester that she went to, and she had her associate's degree because yeah. of all of the advanced placement she did in high school. Now, with online, oh, would have accelerated her that much more
3: correct there's a lot of opportunities and we're trying to capitalize on what's working well in the school district so we can we can pass those opportunities along to the students
1: yes thank you for the call appreciate it fabulous
3: job Uh, thank you thank Thank you you.
1: i will say this guys you know i i'm I'm not going to call myself a, a great parent or anything like that but One of the things I was able to do, and I was kind of the Mr. Mom during the summer times for my kids, uh, we did something called centers. I just we picked three or four topics and every day we'd spend a half an hour on each topic. Uh, so that their summers weren't wasted so they were one one year we studied Spanish all summer long and i'm not saying we emerged from the summer fluent in spanish that didn't happen but we learned a lot of keywords <laughs> at least in at spanish. least you
0: enjoyed some mexican food right
1: exactly and we had a good time together and we learned how to say abuela like and things like that uh, so uh, i mean you guys will agree pa- parents being involved with their kids education is is absolutely crucial
3: yeah oh definitely it's critical and so that that might be one of the, the best things that has come out of this is, is more parents are involved. They understand uh, uh, some of the level of difficulty that is involved in educating a child, but but they're getting more involved, and they're taking more of an active role in that, and that is always a positive.
0: Yeah, because when the kids come back to school, the parents are going to be more supported They're, they're going to understand and appreciate a little more about what it takes, and, and hopefully that will translate into better student performance because – Anytime exactly. a parent is more involved, you know, our, our highest achievers obviously have a, a, a positive structure in the home mm-hmm. towards education to support it, to push it, to, to do whatever it,
1: whatever it takes. Let's go back to the phone. lines. Collier, you're on with Andy, with Terry, with Steve, and we're talking Washington County Schools.
2: Yeah, I, I hear you emphasizing the importance of parents participating in their children's education and learning. And I couldn't agree more and I am grateful to hear you say those things. I you know, without getting overly specific, we have a principal out in the you know, Bloomington area that has in specific words that the exact opposite. She just flat out resists any input from parents and, and is defiant if you get pushy at all. And I just wonder how does this school district deal with leaders of entire schools? have children and, in my opinion, have a hard time relating to parents and how intimately we know our children and how invested we are, and no one could ever be more invested, and yet so dismissive and defiant of our requests and input, and it is a constant battle out here at this school, and it has been for a number of years, and it is wearing Um,
0: I would suggest that you talk to your school board member about that in more detail, because... I have to tell you that um, sometimes we hear things and sometimes we don't. And, but we're always available to the public, either via email or private. Um, you know, just just uh, say, hey, can you give me a call? I've got some things I want to talk about, and somebody will do that. Where do you live, sir?
2: In the Blue Beach Ranches area.
0: Okay. Um, I don't think that's me. I think that would probably be, you you might try uh, either Craig Segmiller or Laura Hessen.
3: Here's the other thing you could do, is you could also contact the district. We have several administrators that are over the different schools throughout the area, and they can provide some coaching and feedback, not only to this principal, but they can understand what you're dealing with and what you have been dealing with. You say it's been a consistent issue going on for years, uh, that's something that, that we need to ensure that we're aware of and, and that um, we're addressing from our side. Because if this is happening, there should be some additional training and coaching from our side to, the, to these leaders, these school leaders, so that, that parents don't feel like you're feeling right now. And, and uh, I, I think that would be a, a good step also. So we would love to talk to you here, okay? Yeah,
0: a year ago we, um, we kind of reorganized some of the, some of the staff so now there are uh, additional additional mentors, if you will, over the various principals. So we have three in the elementary school or more. And, and so rather than just have one of the senior administrators be over 44 elementaries and one of them be over all the 20-some-odd secondary schools, you know, there's a little more contact and a little more training that can take place. So you could talk to one of them, but obviously... I know all of our all of our board members are available to the public. We're anxious to to listen to your concerns and and see what we can do. Today. And
2: i love I've loved listening to you. you guys. I listen to you every every time you're on it, and I think you both are very genuine and authentic. And I really and that's why I called in. Um, just it's it's years, it's number of parents, and when it gets elevated, it there's ultimately repercussions for elevating it. It's it's just been really tough because. I think there's a lot of really great teachers there who even feel the sentiment and well that, the that you know i I'm
0: particularly uh concerned about about any kind of repercussions if somebody brings an issue or something like that. I want to make sure that everybody feels that they can communicate openly about whatever their concerns are and that there are well, no repercussions hey. for that so
3: and i would like to echo yeah. what terry said if we if we have something that's broken in an area we need to fix it and there can't be punishments for trying to fix something that isn't working correctly we we need to do our best efforts to make sure that we do address the problem and we do work at making improvements and we want our parents to be able to see that so please give us a call if you feel like we're not addressing it here at the district we will obviously provide you with the correct board member you can reach out to and and, and we can make this work together okay
1: it's a, you know it's an interesting balance because obviously we want parents involved. It's very I mean study after study has shown that if the parent parents are involved in their kids' education, the education is so much better. The student performs so much more. There are at times though there are parents out there that are going the wrong way with things. They're, they're, they're driving the wrong way on a one way well, street. There,
0: there there are phenomenon that they call you know we used to call them helicopter parents. Mm-hmm. Now we have uh, a phenomenon called a bulldozer parents. Sometimes. And so, you know, it just depends, but any time a parent is concerned, we need to we need to be paying attention. And frankly, um, you know, we're here we in in particular the, the most accountable people in the whole school system are the board members because we respond directly to the voters. We are that interface. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of people say, well, gosh, so-and-so doesn't care. I mean, they didn't even have an opponent or whatever. Uh, that That's not the way it works. I mean, I, every one of the people I've been working with the last four years is is totally supportive and anxious to, to do what they can to help the parents. And Or sometimes the parents may have a, a mistaken impression of something, and, and maybe we can kind of help
3: correct that as well. So and it works and both ways. And I think ways. it's also important for us to recognize that we are not perfect and we can't assume that we're doing everything perfect all the time we make mistakes and and we need to uh own up to that and correct those mistakes when we make them because that's the only way we can make education better
1: well said got to get a a quick break in steve and terry we'll be right back we'll take more phone calls 673-5890 we're talking washington county schools today we did want to get into some budget stuff including well, now what about if kids paid fees for a class that they never actually went to, like a a jewelry class or a shop class or something like that. We'll talk about that and general budget items when we come back. do want to thank Joe Shoney. He's a local loan consultant. His focus is customer service. In fact, he went out there and he said, you know what? I'm going to put myself out there on the public uh, social survey website. You guys review me. I'll take whatever reviews you give. Well, he's gotten 400 of them and his average is an incredible 4.91 out of 5 stars. Reviews like uh, this one from Joshua said, communication and the best service I've ever had with a mortgage. This one from Penny. Penny said, even though there were issues with some of the documents submitted, they were always on top of it and willing to help. Again, you want to call Joe today. It's 435-590-6300. Email joe, joe joe.shoney, S-C-H-O-N-E-Y, joe.shoney at n-a-f-i-n-c.com. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Andy Griffin from KDXU Radio. We want to congratulate the local business winners of our advertising giveaway. But wait, there's more to come. We're going to keep giving away more advertising every single week. If you've already entered, you're still eligible to win up to $6,000 in radio advertising. But you have to be in it to win it. So if you're a local business owner, just go to 890kdxu.com for all the details. And remember, Southern Utah, we're in this together. Let's shop local. I promised it would be a short break. It was a short break. Thanks again for joining me. I've got Terry Hutchinson, Washington School Board member, and Steve Dunham, who is a uh, the communications director for Washington County School District. Been a weird time for you guys, huh? With school in but not in, and, and stuff like that.
0: Well, yeah. It's like I said. I've said a couple of times on my bookmarks program. I mean, uh, w- we met on a Tuesday in early March, and. They said, yeah, we don't think you're going to have to close. It's a public health decision. We're in touch with Dr. Blodgett and everything else. And then three days later, we had another meeting. And uh, right at the time we met, the governor was announcing that the schools were going to be a soft closure, not, not a hard closure, but he here did, we are.
1: He pulled rank is what he did. He, well, yeah, that's he what they do. closed everything down. That's what yep. they do,
0: yeah. And as a state entity, we're obligated to follow those. So we, we don't have – while we do have some limited control – uh, there are certain things that we don't have any control over, and that's the main one.
1: Uh, Steve, what has been as a as an employee of the school district? What has been maybe the biggest challenge for you personally and for the school district as we uh, transitioned into this soft closure?
3: <laughs> there, there are two really. We've taken a, a one hundred plus year old system and we changed it in two days, hmm. and that is wow. remarkable, and that is such a credit to our teachers you know there is no other industry in this world i think that could shut down and reopen two days later doing their same business in a completely different way not in two that, days that, no way yeah that's just <laughs> remarkable and you you consider that and then you look at what we're trying to do with virtual graduations making this special for the students that's the other biggest challenge we faced is is how can we with the resources available understanding the rules that are in place over us how can we make this special for the students? Those are those are two of the biggest things we've been working on since day one.
1: Should we go back to the phone lines, guys? I know we want to save a little time for budget talk, but sure. let's let's go back to the phone lines. Caller, you're on with Andy and with Terry and with Steve. What's on your mind?
2: Uh, I've had several people ask me uh, about the school district providing breakfast and lunch and. They were concerned that their tax money was going to a welfare project rather than educating our children and increased salaries for our teacher. Can you explain the money trail on that? Please?
0: Yeah, yeah, we can. The, the lunch is kept. It's a separate money that comes funding directly from the state and the federal government. And uh, as we were talking about this in our meeting yesterday, I mean, the federal government and the state money each has different strings and specific requirements. It does not come out of our general fund. It does not come out of our tax base. So while your tax dollars and my tax dollars are going for that, it's from our state taxes and our federal taxes. It is not from our specific local taxes, which we use to fund most of our operations. Or a good part of our operations, so that's why we we do that. Those the the actual um, meal service is something that we are obligated to provide based upon those funds that the federal government requires us to do certain things, and the state does. And that's why during this period of time of the soft closure, we've been providing these, and they've provided the funds to do that. So it's it's a it is our tax dollars, but it's a different type of tax dollar than what you're thinking of in terms of paying teachers. We couldn't take that money and pay teachers more with it.
1: Okay, let's go to line four. Caller, you on with Andy, Terry, and Steve. What's up?
4: Hi, guys. How are you doing this morning? Great. Thank you. Hey, so let's get down to the numbers. It costs about $16,000 a day to feed the students in Washington County. About 16000 a day, to my understanding. So, with these, the lunch are phenomenal, by the way. They're definitely heroes of wear their capes on the front instead of the back with their aprons. But what I'm trying to get at, the waste of that money that's getting to me, is we're doing bagged lunches for the kids. A lot of times, they're having to, this is all new for us, so they're having to adjust the amount of lunches that are going out. Some schools are doing 800, some of them are doing 1,400. But these leftover lunches, are being thrown away because they're not being able to be donated to Switchpoint or some need and some people that need them. Why are we not donating the leftover lunches? I know there's federal regulations and bull trap behind that, but why are we not taking this asset that we have right now and turn it over to some of the food, local food pantry shelters? Cause you know, it's been prepped in a clean area. Um, why are we
3: Why are we just throwing it away? Guys? I think it's, uh, the, the challenge is, is is some of the bull crap, as you mentioned. There's, I was going it, to say, in, you answered it, your prepped, own question, sir.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It's right. prepped in a clean area, and yet, according to health department guidelines, it has to be maintained because we are serving a warm lunch. It has to be maintained at a temperature, and once it goes beyond a specific time frame, That temperature drops below a surface point, bacteria can form, and we can no longer safely donate that to somebody else. Is it probably safe? Well, yeah, it probably is, but there's also a tremendous liability if people were to get sick because of that.
1: Mm, well said, Steve. Well said. Uh, let's talk budget here for a minute. Uh, I know, Terry, there was some stuff you went over uh, with in your meeting. I, I wanted to ask you, though, uh, I, one of my uh, daughters took a jewelry class and part of the jewelry class before the soft closure was you go and you make jewelry, you, you buy materials and you make jewelry and things like that. Uh, she wasn't able to do that stuff. So uh, will there be a refund? Is yeah, there a we, way for- we
0: talked about this last month, but um, they can get a refund for that or they can apply it to a different fee for next year or oh, okay. to a different student for next year. And so the parents, you know, that that money's not just going to go away. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, next year people are going to come back, they're going to have fees. They can be applied in a different way or ultimately if they want the money will be refunded. And it has been refunded. Is there even, something that's we going can on.
1: we can do from our end that we need to do to enact
0: I that? think you just call the school and find out Okay. Find out what what you do and, and they they undertake to answer that question.
1: All right. I know you had some budget stuff on your mind, Terry. Yeah, we've got about four minutes We left.
0: started to talk about was our budget and our budget is really fluid this year. I mean, before the COVID hit, we were pretty confident about things that were gonna happen and we were really excited because the legislature had basically said that they were gonna restructure what we call our WPU, which is our weighted pupil unit. That's mm-hmm. the major source of funding we get from the state. And it was going to be pretty high. So we were going to be able to translate that into a lot of good things. With When the virus hit, obviously, everything went on hold. And then they put off their money, so they don't even know. See, normally, they get most of their money up front by April the 15th. So they know how much money they're going to have to work with, and then they can divvy it out to us after that. Now it's July. So here we are. We're trying to set budgets uh for the budgetary year which begins august 1st and um we don't know and they won't know mm. until really late july we have some ideas but uh you know just an, as an example of spending but but we do have some bond issues going out we're starting new schools i mean the south mesa school is ready to go so it'll open in in the beginning of this school year the north rim down there on the other side of the bypass down by the border they've for the pad for that, that will be up the next year. We've got another elementary school that we're getting ready to bid out. We're doing some things at Water Canyon, and we're getting ready to bid the CTE high school. So we're going to have a lot of upfront costs from our bonds this year that are going to go out, but then that'll be a little less. The quicker we can get them out right now, because of the way interest rates are and everything, uh, the more uh, more enticing our bonds are, so we get a better bang for our buck there, and plus. Uh, construction costs have dropped a little bit. So the earlier we get these things bid and the earlier we get them going, uh, the faster it is. That's why every meeting we have been changing some priorities on, on the previous bond that we did for repairs mm-hmm. because we just find that to resurface the playgrounds of various schools and things that were needed and that were included in that bond, that we're going to wait till 2021. Uh, it's going to be cheaper if we just do it now. We're going to save hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe $100,000 every job. Wow. So it's, you know, it, th- those are the kinds of things we're trying to balance. But overall, our total expenditures, um, we're looking at about $394 million. But that includes our debt service on our bonds. So our operating budget for last year was about $258 million for the overall school district. And uh, we expect it to go up to about 263 next year. We'll see. We anticipate about 3% growth from our students. Once again, we've got 30,000, so or, yeah, 31,000. So, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to keep growing about 1,000 to 1,500 students every year. And to put that in perspective, a high school holds about 1,500. One of our high schools holds 1,500. One of our elementary schools, uh, 6 to 700, and it's bulging at the seams if you've got eight. That's every year that come here, and that doesn't even count the onlines or anything else, and because of the virus and because of what it's done to the economy, we're not completely sure how that's going to be
3: affected either. So those are all things we're keeping our
1: eyes on. Steve, we've got about 30 seconds left. Final
3: thoughts? Uh, Terry summed it up well. He, he covered those numbers really r- very nicely, so I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Steve. Terry, thanks for coming yeah. in today. Any Thank you, last Andy, I and, uh,
0: hope that caller uh, finds his way, and if not, he can always call me and I'll set him to the right
1: direction awesome guys thanks for coming into the show today this is the andy griffin show i'm here every morning 9 a.m tomorrow it's mayor thursday we'll let you know which mayor is going to be on uh tomorrow morning so please tune in it's a beautiful 71 degrees in st george right now
3: you're listening to listening to news radio ninety four nine eight ninety kdxu we'll see you tomorrow